Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Uh, and welcome back to our podcast called... I Married a History Teacher. I Married a History Teacher. We've been on a bit of a break, haven't we, Lisa? We've missed two two weeks in a row. Yeah, two-weeker, big two-weeker. Yeah, it's technically been two weeks in a day. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll get this up on Thursday and we'll be, you know, our fans won't be starving for that good history for too much longer, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. We got you. And, and, you know what? I've decided I, just now, I think, in this moment, mm-hmm. I think we're going to skip talking about why we've been gone for two weeks. Maybe we'll save it to the end if we have time. Okay. You've you got know, like, a lot of content packed there, Well, there's a lot of... No, no, no. It's just like, you know, we get off on tangents. We never know what's going to happen. But there are a lot of people I want to give like shout-outs to from our from our trip and everything. And you know, some of them are good listeners that deserve good shout-outs. Okay, so we are talking about the trip now. But at the end. Oh, okay, right, right, right. The end. But like for all the rest of the listeners, mm-hmm. you know, they need they need that good, good, that history. <laughs> okay. Right? Um, let's get started. Let's get started, Lisa. But before we talk history, mm-hmm. Lisa, do you remember the band Phoenix? Yes, I do. I went through a big phase of liking them when I... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm already about to reference the trip. <laughs> Sorry, it's really that's quick. All right. That's all right. Do it. It's all right. Our, this uh, is a free-flowing pod here. Our friend Mac, um, he introduced me to this concept of uh, yelling pretentious every time someone you know or you are about to say something that sounds pretentious. Sure. Um, it was embar- a fun game. It was a fun game. It was also embarrassing because uh, I had a lot of pretentious moments. But I was a self-aware pretentious person. Yeah. I called myself... Exhaustively a number of times, um, but anyways. So, in that spirit, pretentious. I was really in a phoenix when I was living in London for a summer. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. that's good. That's yeah. fair. Do you know where Phoenix is from? Oh, you know I'm not good with the background on bands. That's what you. What guess. country would you guess they're from? Oh yikes! I this is really U.S. centric of me. I thought they were American. They're French. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. They're all French, natural French-speaking. My next second guess, I think, would have been like Scandinavia or something. Well, they have one of my favorite quotes about music. Okay. Where someone asked them, you guys are French speakers. Why are you making these albums in English? And the, guy, the lead singer, I don't know his name, he said something along the lines of like, because we sing rock and roll. When you sing rock and roll, you sing in English. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was bad. That was French a bad one. Yeah, they said English very poorly. <laughs> Right? He said, like, when you sing rock and roll, you sing in English. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when you sing uh, opera, you sing it in Italian. Yeah. And I was like, that's a fantastic quote. And it's like also a Frenchman, like, admitting that there's proper times to not be using French, which also blew my mind. Yeah, that's very non-French of him. Mm-hmm. Um, did you love the album, their first album? I think it's their first album, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that album is incredible. Yeah, so good. It falls into my my argument of how 2004 to 2014 is the best decade of music in the history of the world, because that was a 2009 album, I believe. Mm. Right. I forgot that that was your per- those were your parameters. I those knew you had a de- decade. I yeah. Didn't realize it was so specifically. Got to be specific about decades. Fours. You know, I'm not talking oh the 50s or the 70s or the 80s. No, I'm saying 2004 to 2014. What are you gonna call that? The best decade for the music besties. in history of the world. Okay, not yeah. gonna not not gonna stick with the short and sweet fifties and sixties kind of. No, no. <laughs> so I like to think outside the box. I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need a big box for that. Historic rebel. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, trivia. Yeah. What's the last name of Wolfgang Amadeus? Who was that name? Of, who was that album named after? Do you know? I think Mozart. Mozart. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. So Mozart. All right. Interestingly enough, though, did you remember the first name of the the first song on the album? On that album. Oh, you have any idea? I mean, I would know it when I heard it. Oh. Do you remember this? I got it queued up. Oh yeah, Listomania. Listomania, indeed. <laughs> Right? Did you just think Listomania was nonsense, or did you know that Listomania was like a real thing? Definitely thought it was nonsense. Well, I don't know what. I don't know if I had a thought about it, but I think you just ran with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I always run with it. I like music is so impressive, and like I think we should take the music down. Well, I was really hoping to get to the chorus. Thing. Oh, okay. Can yeah. they hear? I don't know how the sound works on this thing. It might be being. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's a great point. But yes, so that's Listomania. By Phoenix. Yeah, okay. Listomania is a real thing. And it's a fascinating thing. And I thought that we should do a podcast on what Listomania actually is. And that's oh. what we're going to do tonight. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's exciting. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> Phoenix with History Nerds, that song 1901, there are other few super famous songs for that album, uh-huh. it was about France in 1901. It was apparently like supposed to be the pinnacle of Parisian coolness. Well, they really rebounded after that freaking guillotine fest. Yeah, they did, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. All right, so if listomania, the, the, the root word there is list, um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's a name, right? It's a name of a, of a, a guy named Franz Liszt. Yeah. Do you know who Franz Liszt is? Um, he sounds Austrian. Ooh, incredible. Wait, really? <laughs> well, technically he was Hungarian, but he was born in a Hungarian town... Um, that was part of the Australian, the Austrian Empire, like Austria, yeah, yeah. Austria-Hungary, you know? Yeah, when they were okay. more of a blob. Sure, sure. Just, yeah, right. Just a big Large blob. Way. And they were, of course, Germanic, too. The Austrian, yep. Austrians are Germanic in, in, in ethnicity. or Is that what you would call it? Ethnicity? That's kind of a weird way of putting it. Their roots are Germanic, I guess. Yeah, German yeah. roots. German roots. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah. So that's what he was. He basically was Austrian and German on at the same time, and but primarily Hungarian. All right. Okay. And what he was is he, he, you know, he was raised by two well-off and pretty well-known musicians' parents. All right. So he grew up listening to his dad play piano and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was composing by eight. Okay, these are all very similar things to Mozart, actually. Yeah. Um, Franz Liszt came after Mozart. All right. So Franz Liszt, we're talking about eighteen eleven. Mm-hmm. All right, so most of what we're talking about tonight happened in Franz Liszt's adulthood to the mid 1800s. Okay, you with me? Yeah. Now, Franz Liszt became what you call a virtuoso. You know, virtuoso, yeah. You know what a virtuoso is, Liszt? Um, I mean, isn't it kind of similar to like a prodigy or like a just a someone that's just brilliant at something? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it, if it doesn't still mean this, it originally was applied to music. It, maybe you can spread that to other talents and stuff like that now. But uh, for anyone who's seen the Green Book, as you know, a virtuoso is someone who's really good at the piano and music and stuff like that. <laughs> right? Okay. Now, he's good at everything. Piano, he's a composer, he's a conductor, he does all this stuff. Okay. Now, at the time, when he's a young adult and he was going to start touring, okay, the equivalent of what would be like Back then, like the record company, there wasn't record companies back there. But the people that were making money off of Franz Liszt touring, yeah. they wanted him to go as a composer. Maybe like financiers? 
Yeah, sure. There you go. Financiers. I like it. It is, it is fancy. <laughs> okay. Um, so he goes with they. No, sorry. Don't remember anything past that. Well, they they want him to be go on like you know orchestras were big. You know, so if you were high society, you'd pay a bunch of money to go see some guy's orchestra, and like maybe they'll have a famous conductor conducting an orchestra mm-hmm. that he composed. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't. Maybe they're just doing you know Beethoven stuff or Mozart stuff. But it was the orchestras that made a bunch of money. Okay. Franz Liszt says, "Nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put a piano on the stage. I'm going to go out there on that stage, and I'm going to do nothing but play the freaking piano." And everyone's like, oh, come on, dude, what a waste of talent. He's like, nah, this is going to be dope. <laughs> All right? Now, the results of this created something called Listomania, which was like, in my opinion, one of the most sort of fascinating social phenomenons that happened in modern Western history. Okay, and this is just in Western Europe? Just in Western Europe, but primarily actually like Central Europe. This is happening mostly around the Germanic, your Austria-Hungary and like, you know, Germany and and those sort of places. Switzerland is big part of it too. Okay, so this big social phenomenon, it's more than just everyone being obsessed with piano bars? Piano? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a little bit more than that. He basically, Franz Liszt invents piano bars. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, but like kind of differently. Okay. Because he's going to play on a massive stage. Oh, he's it's like a piano rock star. He is considered by many the first modern rock star. <laughs> yeah, so it's not piano bar so much. So much it is like he is the original Elvis or something like that. Oh, so I have a totally different image of him already. Like he's not just like sitting there politely playing the keys. He's like getting after it. Lisa, very nice. Well, he's a rock star, right? You gotta entertain the people. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So he was not doing like high society piano playing. Mm. All right. He was like really getting into it. And the other thing that really made him rock star, at least if you're talking about like 80s rock, Uh totally not the norm. He had really long blonde hair. So when he's like playing the piano and he's like hair's like flanking everywhere, you know, looking like he's from Motley Crue or something, but playing classical music on the piano, that was a whole brand new thing. Wow. All right. So, so he also invented like the dreamy long haired look. Yeah, he invented Wow, he has the aesthetic and Yeah, dude. Wow. Way ahead of his time. And way ahead of his time. That's really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That might be the coolest person in the world. Dude, he might be officially He invented like, being like cool. real coolness, like the definition of cool. Like Franz Liszt might yeah. have been the first one. Yeah, because we you know, we talk about this thing, you know, all these inventions all like I stand on the shoulder of giants. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, you're sh- you're standing on France. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. List. Yeah. France list. I like that. All right. Wow. All right. Now, <laughs> the results, we established what he looks like, right? Yeah. We established that. The results were also like next level crazy shit, hence listomania. It refers to how his fans he got crazier. reacted to him. <gasps> like Beatlemania. Beatlemania, exactly. What? Right? Everything came from him. Everything came from this. <laughs> right? I don't know why this is really entertaining to me. Because it's an entertaining topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's what do you just, mean? I picked it out. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking to me? This is why you married me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. 
Okay. So, wow. Okay. So is this, sorry, tell us more about the phenomenon of listomania. Okay. Well, I mean, you can talk too. Do you have questions or you just want to know well, about like listomania? Groupy, like just losing their minds. Yeah. Screaming. Swooning. Are, screaming. Same like kind of, you know, trend in, of like our rocks, rock in the seventies where everyone was taking their tops off. You're good, Lace. You're well, good. I guess it's Europe there pretty little. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's I don't know why I'm acting there. like that, so. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit because you're, again, not far off. So it started with Roses. Like, Franz Liszt was one of, like, the first people that, like, you know. That, oh, my God. He got he invented Roses. Rose. Rose throwing. I know. Rose, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he no, invented <laughs> the rose flower. No, I think I'll, I'll give that credit to Mother Nature. But, um... Okay, so he, that's wow. So ice skaters, I mean, their lives would be significantly less fulfilling without Franz. Yeah, they have Franz. I mean, how satisfying. Was You're making a home? lot of really great parallels here. I'm proud of you. <laughs> because I'm like, you keep showing me the origins of, of things that have happened now, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is really funny to me. All right. All right. So then from Roses, it did legitimately evolve into ladies throwing their bras and undergarments oh onto the stage. Oh, my God. This started with him. And this is the like the 1850s. <laughs> this is the 1850s. I know. It's like they got like a vortex in, into like modern day. Yeah. A little pre-modern day. You know, yeah. Before we got a little too stuffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. America has always been stuffy because we were founded by Puritans. That's true. You did teach me that. Yeah. yeah. So without the like... You know, like, this is Germany in the 1850s, which is probably, like, legitimately the equivalent of, like, 1940 is America. Yeah. In terms of, like, behavior. 40s. Okay, that's helpful. I was like, what is the... Because, like, for God's sakes, like, Elvis Presley was considered obscene when he was on stage because he was moving his hips. And that was, like, the 1940s and 50s. He was moving his hips, Lisa. I don't think the team. And Americans were like, get him out of here. Not enough of them. (laughs) I mean, there was opposing forces there. Um, But yeah, no, that is really fascinating. Okay, so wow. So he got panties and bras. Oh, yeah. Tossed onto his, onto the stage. Um, Women would run and jump onto the stage (laughs) and try to like get to him. So he had to have like bodyguards. (laughs) After shows, women would bum rush the stage. And one of the things they would always go for is they would try to get he would he would play up there with coffee, and they would try to run and get his like the last the dregs of his coffee. That is probably has the most of his DNA. (laughs) Not that I don't know. (laughs) Mm, DNA. That good coffee DNA. (laughs) That hot boy DNA. Mm. Um. Okay. Wow. Now. Wouldn't it be better just to try to touch his hand? That feels more satisfying. I mean, I don't know. They were probably just like excited just to be around him. And they were. Because the craziest thing that they were doing at his concerts is apparently it got like so wild at his <laughs> concerts. And people were going so apeshit that some people would just start banging in public. <laughs> like this is like high Cecilia. Like think of like Vienna. Yeah, like, Vienna. Like, oh my God. <laughs> And they would get so loose and so into what was happening, they would just strip and start banging. 
wait, is this like a couple or like like yes. is this dude's this dude's yeah. like you know what I, yeah. I get it like yeah. <laughs> so there is I was gonna wait to get to to layer but don't <laughs> let's not forget about dudes here we're talking about women right now but we're, there's a there's a level of dude to to listomania as well that oh we'll talk God, about this is fabulous yeah now listomania was not just when he was playing right because there's been like a lot of debunked theories that would cause it because he played at like a really high fast tempo compared to like standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like some people try to say that the like really fast tempo was like driving people crazy and, and you know totally debunked yeah that seems intense although i'm not gonna lie when i was listening to the story it was kind of reminding me of that other phenomenon you told me about with the nuns and how they all Shh, we got to do the nuns episode later oh okay. you're talking you're thinking of mass hysteria Mass hysteria. Yeah, so mass hysteria. I kind of want to do a full episode on mass hysteria. No, we should. And I was thinking that as I said it, I wasn't going to let anything else go. Yeah. It just, I did think for a second, like this feels so trance-like that maybe there's something else, like societal, going on. Yeah, it, it, and that certainly has been brought up of the explanation of listomania is that it was yeah. mass hysteria. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe it was just so different and so exciting that you just couldn't help but party. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were overcome. Well, that is probably what's happening. He was a brand new thing. He was really freaking talented. And, I mean, the combination of seeing that for the first time was probably really exciting. Yeah. And then it was also one of those things that it built on it, right? So, like, word would spread from, like, you know, Berlin to Austria about how awesome the show was and how what happened. And people would build anticipation. And then they'd get there. And he lived up to the hype like LeBron James did on his first season in basketball. And people <laughs> did just, you know rolled into this giant thing where it was like self-perpetuating. Wow. And it's like a wave through <clears throat> Europe. A wave through this Europe. is also so like completely lacking in murder and sad stories. Yes, this is which very is happy. Wonderful. Oh no, are we gonna have to skip to only doing happy episodes? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but if I knew it was an option to have stuff like this, I'm I'm, I'm gonna want a little bit more alternating going I don't know, on. Well, here. maybe I'll find some more happy. Because we also do have to remember. I think yeah. it is really easy, especially even this day time yeah. and daytime, um, that you know you do focus on all the bad things that humans do, yeah. and like yeah. the the awful destruction. But like human, I guess as sensational as all the violence can be, so can all the the joy yeah. and the happiness. Sorry, getting a little deep here. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but, um, what ended up happening is that he was murdered. Okay. Just kidding. I was trying <gasps> no. to, I was messing with you. I <laughs> You were just talking about it being I was like, just, I was like, when he said that, I was like, just take it. It's fine. <laughs> Everything ends in shit anyway. No, he was not murdered, and I'm not even done talking about listomania. I wanted to cover a couple more fun yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, let's get off the derail yeah. train here. So listomania was not just at his concerts. Like, he became this huge celebrity. He would have groupies. People follow him around all the time. Like, you try to walk out on the street and, like, you know, smoke, he smoked cigars and, he would smoke cigars and then he would throw them on the ground and women would fight for the cigar butts. And one woman got a cigar butt and apparently put it into a, like a vial on, that she wore around her neck and wore it for like the rest of her life. And she just reeked of cigars because it was essentially like decaying cigar around her neck and she just reeked and didn't care because she was so into Franz Liszt. I'm not going to lie. Ugh, I shouldn't say this because we have family on here, but... Oh, well. Um, I thought you were going to say she turned that thing into like a dildo or something. And I was Whoa. Like, well, <laughs> Aggressive. I mean, this, this is the, 
levels of craziness. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I, it has been pretty sexual in nature what yeah. we've been talking about. So that's but good for her, you know. She probably avoided an early death there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by not smoking. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> Get your mind in the gutter, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Which is actually where they would probably be pulling uh, the cigar butts and other things from Franzless out of uh, if he threw it there. That's true. Full um, circle. Right back to that. Though. Yeah. Um, they started trying to rip his hair and like take his hair home so much <gasps> that he started, uh, you know, being wearing a dog collar. <laughs> Uh, and would hand hair out to people, and then women would write him asking for his hair. And he was getting so many. This is this next part is totally legend. I have no idea if this is true or not, but it's, it's horse hair. It's fun. It was dog hair. Ugh. He would get like long blonde dogs, like golden retriever type dogs, oh, and that. he would send them locks of dog hair because he couldn't cut out enough hair for all of the women who wanted his hair. You know what? I think a a false dog hair lock, if it brings that much joy, mm-hmm. put it out there in the world. There's nothing wrong with it at that no, point. No, no. just going to make that lady happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we saw this TED Talk. It's really interesting how humans attribute meaning to things. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they think it's real, yeah. you know, it's fine. Sure. It's, it's a happy thing. Anyway, sure. sorry. No, no need to apologize. Um, the last thing I really want to talk about in terms of, of behavior mm-hmm. was that dudes were also like kind of into it. And I don't mean like dudes like closeted gay guys. I mean just like regular dudes mm-hmm. would be like awestrucken by him. Like couldn't handle being around them or... What would happen is their wives would be freaking out in his presence, and they just wouldn't care. They would just be like, yeah, I get it. That's all right. Huh. And he eventually, of course, Franz Liszt, you know, broke up a marriage and ended up marrying some woman that was married to some other, like, you know, famous rich aristocrat. And, like, which, you know, Franz Liszt was having sex with a lot of these women. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure he invented I mean, if he's the first rock star and everyone else did that since, I doubt yeah. it didn't start with him. Right. Um, wow. So, first of all, I'm just, this girl's a G, man. Mm. I mean, she married him. Yeah. She landed is, it. There's also another hilarious story about um, Franz Liszt going to like a small dinner party uh-huh. and the hosting couple... When the wife looked at him, she couldn't speak. She lost her ability to speak for like this four-hour dinner party. <laughs> she didn't say one word and just stared at him the entire night. You know what else this is reminding of? He is like literally the opposite of Rasputin. Kind of. He's like the good Rasputin. Like, he just walks around, like, creating phenomenon all wherever he goes and, like, blowing people's minds. Yeah, you yeah. Know? There's definitely some similarities there. Yeah, and but like again, history gave us a good one. Different styles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, wow. Stopped speaking. Yeah. Wow. And so we're, like, did, were there, like, threesomes with the dudes? Uh, I didn't read any reports of threesomes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, but where we're at, it probably, let's, it wouldn't be surprising. It was more just like dudes that, you know, were married with eight kids. Like after he would leave the room, they would sit around and be talking like, that is the best looking man I've ever seen. Huh. It's kind of like, if you've, this could be a Mac heavy episode. It's kind of <laughs> like if you've ever like listened to Mac and Rams talk about Tom Hardy. 
you you're not including yourself in that group of people. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Oh, that's I also, convenient. Yeah, all right. I also. <laughs> oh my other. All right, friend. he's really pretty. All right, he's really nice dress. Okay, I get it. It's fine. That's a li- it is fine, yeah. and it's fine like Franz too. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so those are all the fun stories of Listomania. Now, where the phrasing comes from is also in itself pretty interesting. It was it was like a German doctor who actually invented this phrase Listomania, mm. and he invented it at a time where mania actually meant something. Does that make sense? Like if you put mania at the end of it. It was supposed to be a very serious clinical disease, mm. not the way we use it now, which is basically a slang term. Like it's not like uh, you know, like Toyota mania because we're you know there's great deals on Toyotas. You know what I'm saying? It's like that was a thing. And like they people, should hire you. You have a great deep voice for that. Oh, dude, I did kind of crush that yeah. right there. Yeah, this might be it. For Sunday, you. Big Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Hired. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, like yeah, many meant something. Like people would yeah. like observe this behavior. Like these people are losing their mind. They're losing their shit. This is mania. They're mani- They're maniacs. Maniacs. Oh my god! I just realized that those are related. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also obviously where Beatle mania came from. It was the listomania. Just, was yeah. No, no. I got that. I got that yeah. one early on. Yeah. No, you did. I was just confirming. Just you know, letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Listomania is. And if you listen to the lyrics of Listomania by, by Phoenix, it's like not super clear, but it's like a lot of things. It's like, you know, Listomania, like think less, see it grow like a riot. So like no one's really thinking about anything. It's like they're just like turning their brains off, watching what's happening and losing their shit like in a riot. Like Listomania, think less, see it grow like a riot, like a riot is the chorus. Like a, ride, like a ride, oh. I can't get as high as that dude. Yeah, no, I mean, as we've demonstrated, you're more of a deep voice kind of a, guy. More of a deep voice guy. Yeah, you can't yeah. always have it all. Yeah. Unless you're Franz. Yes. Um, I'm, I love this story. This is yeah. by far my favorite one. Mm-hmm. You would have to be pretty, to actually name Franz List songs, you'd have to be pretty into like classical music and like romantic era music but he was like super super prolific like he just wrote so much stuff so like you don't think if we listen to it now that we'd be like oh i fucking get it like no, it would just I, you, sound you, like you, classical music yeah it would sound like classical i don't think if to the completely untrained ear it wouldn't sound any different than any other guy huh, that's interesting okay so it's, it's my guess okay you know. well, his persona probably plays yeah. yeah so much into that too but wow Huh. Yeah. Do we know how tall he was? <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm You're trying to get a full visual. <laughs> You're getting list of wanna, just sitting here. I want to be a part of that. That's not a bad thing to be a part of. I no, want to, yeah. yeah My no, 1850s I don't, buddies. I don't, I, don't, I don't know much about his size other than that he was like a pretty slender dude. So he wasn't. Yeah, like, not my type. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm pretty slender, like in a muscular, super muscular way. (laughs) Super muscular way. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was also clean shaven. You wouldn't like that. No no beard. Yeah, no. no. Five thumbs down. Long blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) So it took. No beard. So it took. But I'm so happy that it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Way to go, Franz. All right. So that's it. 
Uh, let's talk about our trip a little bit, just mostly because I feel like giving people some shout outs. Okay. And explaining to our diehard friends at France. France. I combined friends and France. <laughs> um, just to uh, explain to our diehard fans out there, uh, we've been gone for like two weeks or so, maybe less, out in California. Mm-hmm. Started in San Francisco and drove down to San Diego and then back up to LA for a wedding. Yes. Route one, Pacific Highway. It was beautiful. Beautiful, lovely. If you ever get the opportunity, do it. The coast is insane. It is. Shout outs to be given. Okay. Anyone who hosted us, we really appreciate you. Ben and Claire. Ben and Claire, thank you. Thank you. Um, let's not forget about Jenny and Megan oh, as Jenny well. And Megan. Thank you for hosting us for a night in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then we headed down. We saw again Mac, same Mac, Mac, same Mac and Mac. Kiki. Mac and Kiki. Who's like my, you know, like my mega homie couple. <laughs> Mac was my homie and Kiki was my homie. And now they formed one giant Steve homie. Yeah, and now they're my like husband mega homies. Yes. I'm trying to like, you know. Yeah, you're trying to get in there. Yeah, yes. yeah, but yeah. Right. Thank you for having Via us, you. guys. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then big shout out and congratulations to Zach and Marissa for yeah. getting married and throwing a super dope wedding and wedding weekend. Beautiful stuff. and It was beautiful. It was a, it's a beautiful wedding and a wonderful couple. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. For everyone else we saw, it was awesome. Thank you for making it, being <laughs> yes. a part of that trip, even if we can't say all your names. Yes. Um, let's talk one quick thing about California that I noticed. Okay. We touched on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. The coast, at least, of California is one of the most confusing places I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because every house costs $4 million, <laughs> yet every individual apparently doesn't have a job. <laughs> it is confusing. It's like, just a lot of beautiful, really chill, strolling people. Yes. In the middle of the week. And like yeah. their job might be like pouring wine on Tuesday nights. And then you'd be like, Where do you live around here? And then be like, uh, I live on a ten acre farm on the water. Just like what? <laughs> yeah. My mind was just doing mental flips trying to like do the math on how many rich people could possibly exist in America. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, this is just on the coast of California. Because it was all down the coast. It was. The everywhere. entire Route 1, everywhere we went, Santa Barbara, even Slow, um, yeah. which was probably the least affluent town. Which we stands for San Luis Obispo, which yeah. to be fair, we did not even know what that was like six days ago. So yeah. we should be clear. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Um... Yeah. Very interesting to observe. Like, San Diego is particularly bad. Everyone is, like, <laughs> dressed like they are just like, like like a Grateful Dead show just got out. <laughs> and then you're looking at the property values, and it's like $1.2 million for a two-bedroom Rambler in the middle of San Diego. Yeah. No, it's, it's steep out yeah. there. But, you know, it's hard not to get it. I mean, you turn your head to the left, and you get a beautiful view of the ocean. It's right. like, whoa. Right. I, uh, I, I mean, well, actually, I have the same happiness level coming out of our house because I see that wonderful Charmed Kitchen coffee shop, and I love it so much. Yeah, Charmed Kitchen in Baltimore. <laughs> but the ocean Don't would be a very close second. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all right. Thanks, Callie, and everyone we saw out there. Yeah. Can't wait and to And just so you guys can't see Steve, but he's actually making a surfer bro Calibra. wave right now. Yeah. You know, Franz Liszt kind of looked like a Calibra. He's a yeah. skinny dude with long blonde hair. 
You could have been out there shredding waves or whatever they call it, hanging tin, something like that. That all sounds perfectly correct, yeah, I think, you know? as a fellow expert in surfing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, he could have been. He could have been. Yeah. He could have been anything, it sounds like. Yeah, well, apparently he was just the most talented, likable man in the world. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my list of, like, if I could teleport back in time to see. Yeah, people always say that, and I, like... This is probably due to my lack of history knowledge, but I'm always like, I don't really know, man. But now um, you have But one. now I have one really specific one. Yeah, you'd yeah. go see Franz Liszt's. Yeah, heck yeah. I play to a crowd in Berlin. Fascinating. I would also go to Roanoke Island and see what happened to those uh, mystery people. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, I guess. Let's get out of here, Elise. All right, let's get out. All right, thanks for tuning in again, y'all. Sorry about the break. We'll try to not uh, do that again. We're but, you know, life happens. You know, what do you it want? happens frequently. What do you want from us? <laughs> My name is Steve. I was a history teacher. My name's Lisa, and I married him.